you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Three, two, one, go. Take two. Okay, we tried to record the first intro and uh, we got about 10 minutes in and realized that my recording stuff wasn't working. I'm an amateur. Sorry, I'm not perfect. This is the Got Till Five <laughs> Wrestling Podcast with Jesse Vance and Max Curtin. Um, we, it was, it, you should have heard the first oh. 10 minutes. It was proper magic. It was so good, wasn't it, Max? You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to cut in mine and then whatever you say, let's just hope it matches up because my side's golden. But, well, well, no, my side was golden. You were just like inanely laughing along with my wit. And so that would just sound stupid. The if, listeners um, know you're lying. They, they know us well enough at this point. They, they're, they're idiots. We know they're idiots. Um, it's um, International Women's Day. We talked oh, about good. that. Oh, good. You're going to remember your sexist round. joke. Okay. What would I say? What did I say, Max? Oh, I'm just going to leave that alone. Happy International Women's Day, every every lady. Ha- happy, you beautiful birds. Well done. <laughs> The first one was worse. It's fine. It's fine. That's fine. Um, yes, earlier on, I shared our top five female wrestlers uh, to ever grace the squared circle over on our Twitter. And this is what I was going to mention before. Well done. You're marketing and taking advantage of a day that's supposed to be empowering. I thought about that. I did think about that. Who wants to listen to us tell women why women are good? Yeah, exactly. Always in a very patronising fashion. And we've only dedicated one week to the women. We've dedicated every other week to the blokes. It's a very sexist industry and we all know it. We all know it. What's up with that? We're all sexist pigs. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Look at yourselves, listeners. Look at yourselves. Uh, but thank Look you for listening and tuning in once again. Nice to see you. To see you. Nice. Forsyth. Yeah. <laughs> Brucey's dead. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget he's dead. Yeah, I forget he's dead. Well, no, I forgot he was dead, but then I forgot he was alive as well. Like years ago, I was watching, um, I was watching some award show, and they gave him a sort of achievement award of a lifetime in show business, and played this big video of like a retrospective of his career. And I was like, oh, it's really sad that Bruce Forsyth's dead. And then he just bounds on stage to collect the award. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, God! Where have, you, where have you come from? Terrifying. <laughs> So, yeah, that was obviously when he was still alive, which isn't the case anymore. Um, well done, Bruce. Cheery. Your, uh, what was I um, saying? I was saying something for a, a reason. Break, mate. Yeah. Um, our Twitter. Our Twitter is so close to a thousand followers. I think we're about... One, four digits, yo. Four digits, yo. I think at this point we must be about 28 away or some, some minuscule number like that. It's pathetic amount. It's like there's there was less people in my class at school. More people. Well done. Good math. Quick math. Steiner math. Um, there was 31 people in my primary school class. I remember that. How do you remember that? I don't know. Why do these things stick in my head? Okay. But we want to hit. So we got do two me, weeks. Do you want me to name them all? I really don't. We, Max, I'll name them we've all. We've got two weeks until our <laughs> six month anniversary and we want to hit that thousand badly. So I want you to when share this episode. I want you to hit share, like, tag people. We we Just- We need this harass them especially the women um we when we started this podcast right we were like what we were like if we get 500 people in the first six months that'll be amazing we've nearly doubled that yeah i had a goal of 100 a month i'd be ecstatic yeah exactly so 600 then but still we're close to four digits that's mental yeah and to celebrate that we are covering stuff which the last time we did that is our lowest listened to episode to date so i think we're going <laughs> yeah. about this in the right way 
We've really hit the strong point. Yeah, worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> well, I I Literally. think I think it was one of the best for quality, but it, that that makes it. A oh yeah, the gem. quality was great. It was uh, it was a really good episode. We we covered the most underrated WCW wrestlers, and we we pulled out some good ones. We did Johnny B. Bad is um, a personal highlight for me. Yep, he um, he is on the front cover, if you, if you want to find that episode. Uh, but this time, we put it to a Twitter vote. So you guys picked this one. Pick you this. actually well decided. Well you done. You decided you wanted this. And we're going to be looking at the top five WCW champions. Now, Jesse, I know you've already admitted it in the first recording, but you get to admit that you were wrong for a second time in an evening. Right, okay. So I put a rule in, right? It got put on Twitter and everyone was like, why, what are you doing? Uh, my rule is that um, you can't be in this list, wrestlers, if you um, have been WWF slash WWE champion as well as WCW champion. And the reason I said that is because if you've been WWF, WWE champion, well, everyone, do you want to do the list again, Matt? So tell me everyone that's been WWF champion as well as WCW champion. Now! Okay, so the people we're excluding, you little bitch, don't tell me now. <laughs> um, the people we're excluding from this list are... Some of the who's who of all-time greats. Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Big Show, Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, and Psycho Sid. Okay, so, um, uh, what's his name? Ric Flair, my favourite wrestler, that's it. Um, his, <laughs> um, he is a sad omission from this, um, and a casualty. But the rest of them, you would associate their careers more strongly with WWF, or I certainly would anyway. You would. I know that... Um, Big Show started his career in WCW, but you still, you know, you still think of him as a WWF guy. And so because of that, I wanted this to be a very WCW-centric list away from that. So sorry, Rick, I would love to have had you in it, but it's a rule and we've got to stick to it. Well, you made a good point when you when you're speaking to Master P in the Twitter comments that, like, if we had gone for the top five WCW champions, we probably would have named those five people yeah we would have we would have all had the exact same list right um but rick flair would have been number one and i feel like we've been a bit predictable lately yes exactly um but um by i've shot myself in the foot because by doing this rule as well turns out there's only about five people who have held the WWF title that haven't held the wrf title yeah um but so it, it doesn't matter um it'll be interesting to see um which ones i reckon we'll have four crossovers yeah, I, I reckon so. No, I'll go free. I'll let anyone decide a caution. Okay. I'll let anyone decide um, a caution. And speaking of betting, after the top five, we've got Fast Lane coming up this weekend. Those of you that have listened to us before, you know the drill. We're going to make predictions on who's going to win based on nothing but whimsy and chance. Whimsy. And then we're also going to decide who is going to have the best rated match according to the magic man in sweatpants, Dave Mouncer. And whoever Mouncer. wins... <laughs> I was on a roll then. <laughs> I was giving you, I was peppering you, I was giving you background I know noise. you were. I know you You're like um, when you watch Smackdown and they put those stupid animated gifs of text along while they're yeah, talking. Yeah, where's, where's that come from? It's mental. It's like... Snapchats yeah. and gif are cool, but like, what What screams <laughs> this is a scripted show, then the words they're about to say come up as they're yeah. saying it. Like, real, real passion now. Yeah, it's redonk. But, um... Redonk. Dog. Uh, speaking of Meltzer, quickly, did you see Eric Bischoff go off on Meltzer on Twitter? No. Huh? No. Did you see Eric Bischoff go off at Meltzer on Twitter? I said no. Oh, you dropped out. I Skype betrayed you and you said no, and I just heard, eh. Um, so, <laughs> um, Eric, Eric Bischoff um, just 
he tweeted something like, um, um, oh, what do I care what some skinny uh, wannabe wrestler nerd thinks about me or something? And it's like, really? Like, Meltzer's more jacked than half the wrestlers on the roster at the moment. He's a he could kill two or five live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a big man. He was quoted once as saying, um, I have better abs than Johnny Mundo. And I believe him. I, I wouldn't have put it past him. Speaking of 205 Live, quite a bit of 205 news. Um, uh, well, Rich Swan has just announced that he's retiring. Yep. So that's interesting and kind of sad. Which so, was yeah, a shame. I mean, the dude's only, what, 28, 27, something like that. Um, yeah. I so mean, he, he, can... he hits his wife, which is unfortunate, but yeah. it's a special International Women's Day. I mean, come on. But um, he, yeah, he's still a good talent, isn't he? Yeah, and <laughs> 205 Live, it's wrestling. It's like, yeah, he's a bit of, he killed his wife and kids, but what a wrestler yeah, exactly, was. what a German suplex. <laughs> um, yes, and what else was I going to say? 205, absolutely killing it. One of the best brands to watch at the moment. I am pretty much only watch NXT and 205, and I'm more excited to watch 205 than NXT at the moment. Did you see Mustafa Ali's uh, 450 splash to, um, what's his face, Blake or Murphy's arm? I have been saying for months what a great talent Mustafa, Mustafa Ali is. Yeah, right. Sponsored by Starbucks. Yes, why? <laughs> his, his costume looks like a Starbucks logo. And you ruined that too. Well done, you're on a roll you this did... evening. Sorry, yeah, you, that's broken. That's broken him, isn't it? Uh, he does. He looks like <laughs> Starbucks, man. That's what I call You're very him. talented, but you look like a corporate shill. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. So um, um, I can't. Have we talked about Mania yet? Or was, or was we that haven't. In the first we take? haven't. We've got to. We've got to mention that for the next. So we've got four weeks until WrestleMania now. Officially four weeks. So the next two shows, because we're by, is <laughs> going to be. Meh, is going to be WrestleMania themed. Yes, it is. So we start with um, uh, Hidden Gems next by. Um, which is um, going to be our favourite matches, Mania matches, that people just don't talk about. Um, such as you said in our first take, which no one will ever hear because we were just talking in a hole. Um, you said uh, Matt Hardy Ray from Mania 19. No one would ever talk so- about that, why would they? But it's Solid a match. decent match. Go watch it. With Shannon Moore at ringside, by the way. Let's not forget his contributions to the business. He was a little MFA. He was a little MFA. He was um, a sensei of Matitude. And we commend him for it. Um, Rey Mysterio came out as Daredevil that day. Um, that was beautiful. So his sort of trend of um, superhero costumes, which for me peaked with um, the Joker at WrestleMania I was 25. You were say this. Yeah, which um, is just creepy. And um, when he came out, uh, King said something like, um, "Oh, look, um, he's like Heath Ledger." And Jr. said, "I believe Rey's um, career is alive and well, King." Which um, was um, nice and sensitive <laughs> for the time. I mean, um, it goes Heath Ledger, fruity, fruity, fruity Skittles as like my favourite things in the world. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the um, hey, do you remember when we were younger and we were obsessed with at uh, school and we were obsessed with some remix someone had done of um, Jr. a song called My Ass and it sounded like Jr. was rapping about his ass. And 30 they, men will enter my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just taking samples and stuff. Well, it turns out the dude that made that did the AMA on Reddit it was like massive and loads of people were asking him questions and he's like this star <laughs> just for making that one um, song like all those years ago oh I, I hope that's what we become in the future I that's have what... no doubt <laughs> uh, so yeah Wrestlemania also the Wrestlemania card 
the triple threat match I'm very excited for. Miz, Finn Balor, and uh, what's his name? Seth Rollins. He's Seth a big deal. Rollins, yeah. Um, that's going to be fantastic. It is going to be good. I agree. I think, yeah, I think they're going to really switch it on for Valor. That's going to be the work rate match. Um, I love that. I love that Triple H has got himself involved in um, in the hottest um, angle of Mania, like he always does. He can't. Of course, he does. He can't quite. You know, he's he is like NXT Triple H, and we all love him now. But come WrestleMania, he still has to get himself in some ridiculously high profile thing, doesn't he? And obviously, oh. he's going to have the most expensive, longest entrance of the show as well. Hundred percent. Now we'll see if UFC has the same effect of WCW. And Ronda gets gets uh, taken out in that first match. But I'm hoping, <laughs> all I'm hoping for... And by the way, we've been talking about drugged up, out of it, Kurt Angle for months now. He brought that promo skill back on Monday. He I haven't, I haven't actually game. seen it. Oh, he was really on his game again. I was like, oh my god, Kurt's back. Where's he been? Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, if Stephanie gets even any offense on Ronda at WrestleMania, I will... Just turn it off and go, nope. Yeah, I agree. That'd be ridiculous. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping, what I'm hoping comes out of this is Ronda taking Triple H to town and it starts building the foundation of men versus women. Oh yeah, because of course, if that was going to happen, Triple H would be the head and the, you know, the innovator of that, wouldn't he? Of course, you know, first ever uh, intergender match, Triple H. Yeah, obviously. Clearly. Oh, um, but now it's time to get on with our second Lowest rated episode of all time. <laughs> it's about WCW. <laughs> hey, they voted for it, so they better have listened, you morons. Yeah, it's your own fault. Yeah, we love idiots. You on board. Thanks for your support over the six months. Can't wait for. I don't care. Six. We make nothing. I make no money off this. I don't care about them. <laughs> you what? You you sit with me for two hours for your own gain and merit. <laughs> yeah, I'm lonely, man, Max. Oh yeah, I forget. Of course. Yeah, I got nothing else um, to do. Except so let's get on with why tonight? Because it's the Nintendo Direct tonight, yo. Okay, so we've got 40 minutes until the Nintendo Direct to do a top five and do fast lane predictions. Jesse says if we're not done by 10 o'clock, he's just leaving. No word, just leaving. <laughs> I'm just going to turn my computer off. No, I'm so not, that's hope... how I'm watching the Direct. Shit. You better hope we got a lot of crossovers. So let's get cracking, my friend. Here comes the drop. It's top five time. Five, four, three, two, one. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Me! And uh, there it was, brother, brother, brother. Uh, okay. We don't have brother, brother, brother anymore. Does it not? You made me get rid of brother, brother, brother. Oh yeah, it doesn't have brother, brother, brother. What has it got now? Uh, it's the mean. Mean. Yeah, I really like it because uh, the uh, I've never complimented you on this actually. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure it was an accident. You. Uh, but the um, timing of Ric Flair going mean drops in perfectly when like the beat drops and the um, drum speed up and stuff, and I like I, it. It gets me going. I have to. I have to tell you, I did plan that. And it took me a very long time. Did so it really? Oh, well done. I'll take your compliment. Um, but now it's time to get on with this week's top five. So, Jesse Benz, let's talk about WCW World Champions, excluding the former. Um, who have you got on number five? My number five. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> 
Well, hold the phone, Jesse Benz. If we have a crossover, which we're bloody gonna. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, I already know what I want for the drop, um, okay. and it, it hasn't even got anything to do with WCW really. But it's been more, it's been in my head the last few days, and it keeps making me laugh. So I want to use it, please. Uh, there's a promo when Mean Gene is interviewing Ric Flair after I, I think after Ric Flair has won some sort of world title. And Ric Flair's talking, he's all excited, and then me and Gene just looks off camera and shouts to someone, put that cigarette out! <laughs> and I want to use that. Okay, if you can send me that. Yeah, 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 no, I'll find it. It's, um, yeah, it's just me and Gene going, put that cigarette out! So that's what we're going to do. So that's what we're doing if we have a crossover. Okay, yeah. I like it, I like it. Um, please, start us off with our number five. Okay, my number five is, um, he is the headliner of... The wrestling <laughs> Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame this year. His name is Bill Goldberg. Put that cigarette out. Oh, there we go. Nice. Um, I bet he's higher on your list, isn't he? He's number two. Number two. Well, the reason he's so low on my list is because he was only a one-time champion and he was only champion for six months. That's mental, right? Yes. Like, he's, he feels so synonymous with that belt and it feels like he was champion forever when we were kids. But it's because it came during his under stupid undefeated streak. It wasn't that, stupid. That... What are you talking no, about? No, no. I mean stupid in the how long it was. Like 173 to zero, and he was white hot as shit. So it just felt like he was always the top guy, even without having the title. So that whole 173 day streak felt like he had the bout the whole time. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's true. Um, that's a work number as well, sadly. It would almost have been better if they um, kept it realistic. They, f- they fake it in wrestling? Well, it turns out, but like, it's uh, it's a shame, really, because it was so obvious. Because it was like, how have, how has he had like 12 matches in one week? <laughs> how has that number gone up like that? That's mental. But, uh, but yeah, so six months, that's all it was. Um, and um, lost the title to Kevin Nash. Um to end his undefeated streak at Starcade, yeah. um, and that was a shame. And that was just after Kevin Nash got the book as well, which is um, curious. Um, <laughs> I um, I sent you a quick um, shoot with Kevin Nash, didn't I, on YouTube just before we started this show? And yes. it opens with Kevin Nash um, holding a glass of Merlot, um, just like, and this bloke's just giving him names like of other wrestlers and stuff, and he's just going, "Dick." He's a dick. I love him. He's a dick. <laughs> Just going through the list. <laughs> and it's really funny. And um, I like it a lot. Uh, but this isn't about Nash. He can't be on the list because he's a former WWF champion. He Was, was he on your list when you um, said the former champions? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, good. Even though he was Diesel. Maybe names make a difference. Who knows? Um, so, Goldberg. Um, God, people sort of take the piss out of Goldberg and say that he was a shit worker in that. But... It, he really wasn't, and it, for what he did anyway, and who cares? You hear about, like, and I love people like Chris Jericho and William Regal, right? But you hear about them almost, like, bragging, and they sort of go, yeah, well, I knew that I was a better wrestler than Goldberg, so instead of getting squashed in 30 seconds like everyone else, I actually had a proper wrestling match with him and exposed him. And it's like, well, that just makes you come off as, like, this jealous prick, really, because, like, yeah. he he was really good at that squashing thing. That was getting over with the crowd. It was making the business lots of money. Just be a team player and get on with it. Don't get all jealous because this guy's more popular than you just because you've been doing this longer or you're technically more sound or whatever. Do you agree with me? 100%. You know, 
Goldberg was in that position for how he was physically. And, you know, if he had gone out there and from his debut, he was destroying guys in one to two minutes. If he'd gone out and worked like five, 10 minute, 10, 15 minute broadways or, and, you know, crazy matches like that, fans wouldn't have been nearly as interested in him. No, of course not. And he's got charisma, man, as well. There's yeah. something that comes off of him, isn't there? And it yeah, ain't definitely. sweat. Well, except for his current run. He was like dripping. Yeah, that's true, actually. Dripping. He's, yeah. Um, I liked it when he <laughs> was doing a promo in the lead up to Last Mania and his head just started bleeding for no reason. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just talking in the ring and blood started trickling down his face. <laughs> it, was like, it was like watching um, watching a horror film or something. But um, yeah, that was funny. So he's, he gave us nice value there. And I would say overperformed at Last Mania. Him and Brock had... A, a very good match for what it was. Yeah, I thought Goldberg had a great um, his last run in WE. I I I didn't get bored of any of his kind of matches. It was it it was a nostalgia trip to his old WCW. Without it, it was ridiculous at the time, but it was kind of nice. Yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. Especially with Brock, because I think the whole building up of like Brock was shocked or surprised, and the only one that didn't really well it did. Because when he beat Kevin Owens, it was when Chris Jericho distracted him. Yeah. And the spear should be always seen as if Goldberg hits that spear, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Dude was you a know. top football player. He's going to have perfected that spear over many years, isn't he? Yeah. No one can hit it as well as uh, Goldberg. But and... it ends in WCW fashion with his world title run and he gets hit with a um, taser gun. He does get hit with a taser gun and then, then has a taser gun on a pole match with Scott Hall on the next WCW pay-per-view, uh, which I think was sold out. Um, WCW sold out. And that's that's pretty good as well. I mean, it's not good. It's awful, but it's entertaining. It was WCW. Let's just call it WCW. Exactly. Um, is Vince Russo on your list, by the way? Uh, of course Vince Russo is not on my list. David Arquette? No. Okay, good. We can be friends. Um, and <laughs> uh, Goldberg, um, his WCW career sadly ended with um, him putting his... He got a bit carried away in a backstage stage skit and um, punched through the window of a car and um, gave himself, like, horrendous um, lacerations, so had to go and get them sorted out, and um, never came back. WCW closed before he was healthy again from that. So that was the end of Goldberg in WCW. Exactly, until he showed up in 2003. Yeah, he did. Which, hey, I Rock, was, you want to know who's get... next, eh? <laughs> go on, finish. You're next! beautiful that was really good actually was it thank you yeah. i feel like um because i'm more nasal than i think i am you know when you hear yourself recorded back and you're like oh i'm not nasal so when i think i'm doing manly deep voices it's just coming across like a whiny turd but um if i if that was good then i, I appreciate that i um, mean it's no richie doing hulk hogan oh or jesus Macho he was Man. amazing we will talk about that every week for, for the end of time um do you always get confused when they do the whole comeback so like when WCW guys were showing up around 2002, 2003, and it was like, these former WCW wrestlers, it felt like ages ago that WCW happened. Like, Scott Steiner showed up, what, a year and a half after WCW closed? Uh, Survivor Series 2002 was his first appearance, so you just, yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, and it just feels, I don't know, the time frame always freaks me out. It just feels like there's a massive gap between WCW and a ruthless aggression WE. Yeah, but I agree. Not. 
Yeah, I completely agree. It blows my mind that um, TNA or Impact, whatever the hell it's called now, has been running longer as a company than WCW ever did. Like, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah. TNA, by the way, um, I, you know, we were moaning about Jeff Jarrett last week. Um, yes. Uh, last bye week. I'm not. I'm never going to get, get used to it. When I say week, you know I mean fortnight, don't you? Um, yeah. Last show. Um, Jeff, we were moaning about Jeff Jarrett. I read the WWE thing about inducting Jeff Jarrett and they said, uh, you know, oh, he's being inducted because of um, his memorable contributions to the business, as well as giving superstars like AJ Styles, Bobby Roode and Eric Young... Um, their first platforms in another business or something like that. And I sort of thought, how pathetic, you know, how big a threat is TNA nowadays? And they st- Not even and they still can't bring themselves to name it. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll do it with other companies, but they just can't bring themselves to say the initials TNA anywhere on WWE stuff. It's so sad, yeah. isn't it? So weird. And yet they'll talk about New Japan and IWGP championships. And, yeah. But yeah, TNA, nope. Still got this hang-up about it. It's, it's, I think it's totally pathetic. Just like Jeff Jarrett. Pathetic. Pathetic. I'm presuming he is not in your uh, in your list. Uh, he may not be in my list. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. Uh, my number five is uh, the man who likes to work us all into a shoot. It's Big Van Vader. Put that cigarette out. Oh, where is Big Van Vader on yours? He's my number four. Number four, okay, so we got a good balance so far. Yeah. Um, he won the World Heavyweight Championship three times he during his time at the company, um, which I think Ric Flair eventually beat. Oh, God, yeah. Prob- uh, Ric Flair's well, seven, I think. Seven, that's correct, yeah. Um, but Vader had quite a lengthy reign. His final reign ended up being about 285 days um, and ended at Starcade, the 10th anniversary show, and that's... Um, probably one of the longest reigning champions in his in the company at the time. Don't quote me on that. I'm just presuming. And he had some good matches. You know, it's I kind of associate the name Big Van Vader with with WCW. I associate he's another one like Sid Vicious, where I associate him more with WCW than I do WWE. That's interesting. I actually associate him more with WWE, um, just because I guess I saw him on that more when I was a kid. Uh, but obviously, you could be in this disc because he never won the WWE title. But he, um, it's which he... I had to triple check because I was like, I swear, Vader's held it at least once. But no, nope, yeah, no, it was it. in um, it was in Shawn Michaels' dickhead phase, and he did not like Vader and didn't want Vader to get over. So, um, really, sort of made him look to be a twat, really. Like he to the point where like they they buried Vader so much that I think it was in late '97 that there's a moment where Vader. Vader does a moonsault on a yeah. WWF pay-per-view and the crowd just don't give a shit. They just don't even react to it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I popped watching it in like 2015 at home, right? And live at the time, they just didn't care. No. Which is odd because you weren't seeing that all the time. No, no, you were never seeing it. Men that size doing moonsaults. Well, you weren't seeing moonsaults that much anyway. But Jesus, yeah, incredible. Um, you talk about the 10th anniversary of Starcade. Is that Starcade 94? Uh, I believe it is, yeah. Yeah, with Ric Flair in the main event, right? Mm-hmm. That's um, that's a fantastic match. So Vader um, being champion gave us that match, which um, is a good reason to be on this list. Um, that's really good if you haven't seen it. Um, it's one of the rare um, Ric Flair as a face runs in the 90s, in the early 90s anyway. And um, 
it's just it's just this great so um so the deal right the deal here um this is interesting i was reading up on this earlier today so the main event of starcade was supposed to be vader versus psycho sid um but psycho sid um got fired do you know why psycho sid got fired before starcade that year (laughs) um why because um psycho sid was overheard by arn anderson in a hotel room talking shit about rick flair right now i want a friend like arn anderson arn anderson heard him talking shit about rick flair and he was like you don't talk like that about my boy so followed uh, psycho sid to his hotel room started arguing with him and ended up stabbing him with a pair of scissors what yep full-on stab with a pair of scissors and um and because arn anderson was more respected than psycho sid it all sort of the office just went oh fuck it get rid of psycho sid even though he's the one that got stabbed and so they just got rid of psycho sid he was just gone from the company and that was it and arn anderson kept his job as the scissor stabber never change wrestling never change <laughs> now people would have been stabbed and people just turn a blind eye to it is alarming i know do you, do you remember the storyline years ago uh, when they said that Carlito had got someone to stab John Cena at a club when they were oh, feuding Jesus, over the US yeah. title. It was obviously a work, but um, but I, I remember actually sort of believing it that John Cena had been stabbed. Like they they weren't me into a shoot back then. Well, it was like because it wasn't on show. It was like they were at a club, and with Cena's character, you'd be like, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, exactly. Ruck fuels. Ruck fools. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. Um, I was watching Royal Rumble two thousand and five earlier just for funsies and. Um, yeah, that, that's that's like that's like peak hip hop cedar at that time. How that gimmick got over as much as it did, you know, when people are just destined for success. Yeah, doesn't matter what you do to them; they're just going to make it. John Cena's the perfect example of that. I loved hip hop cedar so much; he was awesome, yeah, and it's great watching that old stuff back and hearing how the crowd were popping for him and stuff. It's just really cool. Oh, they loved him. They loved him. I always my favorite rap was always against Undertaker of Vengeance two thousand and three. Because that was uh, his first big outing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, the one he did on this Royal Rumble 2005 was good. He did it against Christian in the back. Do you remember Christian tries to do a freestyle on him? Oh, yeah. and, and he's got Tyson Tomko with him at the time. So they're just like, he just goes, Tomko, give me a beat. <laughs> Tomko, no. Yeah, no, no beat. Uh, uh, but yeah, Vader. <laughs> back to Vader. We sorry, Vader. Decide. Sorry, everyone, Vader. Everyone buries Vader, even us. But this... Um, <laughs> But this, yeah, this Starcade 94 match, so you had Ric Flair um, sort of saying, so he was put in it instead of Psycho Sid, basically, and um, he said, I will leave WCW if I lose, so it was all sort of on the line, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to lose Ric Flair, and they showed these clips at the start of the show of him with his family, so you see like Baby Charlotte and stuff. And him with his family and like saying goodbye. He's like, I'm going on the road now. I love you. And um, just going off. And the match is brilliant. Vader does his job perfectly as this dominating heel just completely destroys him until um, Flair has this amazing baby face comeback at the end. And the finish and everyone like that. You can tell the crowd on the edge of their seat. They genuinely thought there was a chance that Ric Flair would lose and leave. So like the relief that you can hear in the pop when Ric Flair wins is just amazing. I don't remember that match as well as you do, clearly. So I need yeah, to go back it's and watch brilliant. it. Yeah, yeah, do. So watch the start of the show so you can see the sort of uh, stuff with Ric Flair and his family and how well that was all done. And then watch the main event. It's awesome. Done, done, done and done. Yes, um, it so it's a shame that uh, Big Van Vader never kind of got, you know, he held three WCW World Heavyweight Championships. Uh, is Vader in the Hall of Fame? No, of course he's not. They're waiting until he dies. 
Uh, so Hillbilly Jim's in. That's what I saw this week. Yeah, what's going on? I like Hillbilly Jim. That's fine. But this year's Hall of Fame is turning into a bit of a wet sponge. Yeah, I don't know who the headlining is at the moment. Goldberg. Goldberg's a headliner, surely. Oh yeah, Goldberg. Is Goldberg going in? Yeah, Goldberg. He was the oh, first yeah. announced. Yeah, they really need to take a break from this Hall of Fame just for a little while. What do you mean? Just like, you know, just give it a couple of years. Well, I feel like it comes in cycles. Like, there's a four years where you really don't give a shit. And then you come back to it. And, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. They they make it to awards ceremony. And it's like, I I used to like it when there was like six guys in the class. And they spoke for like 20 minutes. Now you've got like 12 people being inducted. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. The older ones were better. They're, they're all on the network now. They sort of quietly put them up. Did you know that? So no. all of the old ones you can watch as well. So like, which is really cool. So you can watch the ones when it's just basic, like no one's there except other wrestlers and talent and stuff, and it's in much smaller rooms. And see it watching like Bobby the Brain do his um, acceptance speech and things like that is just absolutely brilliant. Excellent. Well, yeah, I'll well worth watching. Then. Yeah, Bobby the Brain was two thousand and four. That's some, that's a speech that's well worth watching. Yeah. Do you remember when Eddie was in... Was it Eddie that was inducted? And then they, this was just after he passed away. Yeah. And they flashed to his family. And I think it's like his Uncle Hector or something. But he looks exactly like Eddie, but like grey hair and older. Yeah. And I mean like a clone. And we were both like, oh God, Eddie's actually alive. Yeah, it's like Eddie with flour in his hair. So it's like yeah. how you would dress up for like a ghost if you were a child. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Big Van Vader, number five for me. Number four for Jesse... A great WCW world champion, and a shame he didn't uh, go to win the WF. But then he wouldn't be in the list. So what? Yep. And as we learn, about. and as we learn in um, uh, Hart, Bret Hart's documentary, what's it called? Uh, Wrestling with Shadows. Um, they have a quick interview with him backstage, and he says, "I'm a real estate agent, and I'm working on, um, and I'm working on a shopping mall in Arizona or something." Um, so that was good and then more recently we've obviously just seen him say about how he wants to die in the ring and exactly. that he's terminally ill and he's just going to keep wrestling until he literally dies so, so it all, all just i love that they're all realistic we, we've spoken about this before and also how obsessed you are with the wrestling with shadows i've been trying to get you to watch that for years years i've been trying to get you to watch that documentary i know i love it i think so i even much. lent it to you i gave you my only dvd copy of it I know, Matt, do you know how painful it is to wipe your ass on a DVD? But I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Open that up. <laughs> but Get no, you're your right. Uh, yeah. I, never, I never watched it, and now I have, and it is fantastic. Anyone who hasn't seen Wrestling with Shadows is the greatest wrestling documentary ever. Um, okay, so my this, this is my number three, as Vader was my number four. Oh, uh, yes. yes, my number three, we briefly mentioned him. Um uh, get your sirens ready. It is Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump. Woo! He's not on my list. Not on your list. Nice. So that's the one that we won't have a crossover on, because I said we'd have four. Um, Scott Steiner is another one-time WCW champion, who I thought would have had it much more. But um, him and Booker T had the last official WCW title match on the final Nitro, with Steiner walking in as champ. Um, it was the opening match on that Nitro, which says a lot about um, why Nitro folded, I think. And um, Steiner. So, you know the um, uh, Monday Night Wars DVD that they did years and years ago? Um, And obviously, history is written by the victors, right? But 
they keep talking about how the biggest reason WCW failed is that they didn't create new stars and WWF did. Like, they hammer that fact home all the time. And it's just not true. There's so many people. I mean, everyone on this list, I would say, have been have grown into... Like, they've had great careers that have all grown through WCW. They're not like this old talent. Scott Steiner is a perfect example of that. Um, DDP as well. Um, Booker T, Sting, Goldberg, like we've said. Vader, to a degree. Like, all these people... Um, just grew into these main eventers and it was a great class of people to grow into yeah. main eventers and Definitely. WF just don't like to acknowledge that but Steiner starting with the Steiner brothers um, as this sort of all-American you know <laughs> all that shit and then um, don't dyes his hair blonde um, really ups the roids and um, sticks on chain mail and there you go you're a main eventer <laughs> <laughs> that's the 90s way to get over kids I mean, what an unsafe worker, really. I mean, I say that. Oh, God. I've never heard of him actually hurting anyone properly, but um, but every match I've seen him in, he drops someone onto their head. <laughs> like, really His hard. clotheslines always scare me. His I don't, I don't are know. are horrendous. Yeah. He insists like... on doing the Steiner screwdriver all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not comfortable, Scott. I, I just think... We should... <laughs> no, no, no. You'll be fine. I've done it plenty of times. Yeah, exactly. I've done. I've done it. To, I did it to draws. It's fine. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Steiner. I think he played his role really, really well um, as a main event. And I like watching because, like, I remember when I was a kid, the Steiner brothers as you know the All Americans, and what sort of watching him grow into Scott Steiner it was awesome. Like watching him become a main event. There seems to be a thing about um, about a lot of good stars that start in tag teams they all seem to don't they like stone cold with the hollywood blondes steiner with the steiner brothers Shawn michaels with the rockers um booker t with harlem heat just loads of really good characters start in tag teams and scott steiner's no exception i think he's um even though i agree with you he, he makes me feel uneasy when i see him throw people around but um he's entertaining and um has never failed to make me laugh for the one reason or another yeah it's true um Fun fact about Scott Steiner, both of the time, because he worked for WWF <laughs> twice. Yeah. Uh, 92 he's not, to 94. He's not a real two, estate agent, is he? He is not. No. I wouldn't put it past him. His brother his is, maths, though. His maths is terrible. I can't see Scott Steiner <laughs> doing that. But when he worked 92 to 94, his last appearance was in the Royal Rumble. He was eliminated in nine minutes by Diesel. Right. And then his final run in 2004, ten years later... His last appearance was in the Royal Rumble, and he was eliminated after six minutes by Booker T. So, last appearances in the same company, eliminated by former WCW World Champions. Very good. That's a nice fact. I like that. Well done, you. Oh, that's a, that's a good one, that is. It is. Fun fact, the kids call him. And also, when I made that quip about Scott Steiner being a real estate agent, I was joking, obviously, but his brother, the dog-faced gremlin, legitimately is. We can add him to the list of um, real estate agents. Can we do um, a top five one time of top five wrestling real estate agents? <laughs> yeah, we definitely can. Um, that would be amazing. I... <laughs> Sorry, it's just working out in my head, the logistics. I love it. And also, uh, <laughs> what was his nickname again? The, the dog-faced... The dog-faced gremlin. I can never remember that. The dog-faced gremlin. I love the idea of these park benches with his smiling face and then just come by from the dog-faced gremlin. <laughs> the dog-faced gremlin. I love that Sting's like passionate about real estate, and obviously you just picture him with his makeup on all the time, don't you? When he's doing all that as well. 
Oh, baseball bat in hand. Yeah, exactly. He makes a killing. <laughs> he makes a killing. <laughs> right. Um, good choice. I've I've never been a big Scott Steiner fan, uh, personally. You're missing out. Um, <laughs> clearly. Clearly I'm missing out. <laughs> what a talent. I do like the Steiner brothers, though, which is weird, but I always feel like I like uh, Pitbull face, Bulldog face. <laughs> the dog face gremlin. Dog face man. <laughs> People. <laughs> He's uh, like um, he's like Manjima from Yokai. <laughs> Obscure <laughs> reference of the night. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, I love it. There's my, if, there's, if there's if there's one person that gets that, um, please tweet us or message us or something. I would love to meet you. Got till five at gmail.com If you understand Yokai references, we'll have you on. Doesn't yeah. matter. That that's the competition. <laughs> my number four is. Um, a man who saves lives, who heals hearts. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. Ah, not on my list. Really? Really. I love DDP to pieces, but he was WCW champion for what, 28 days? Yeah, he didn't. Uh, I, I feel like I'm clouded by my love of DDP at this point, but <laughs> who else am I going to pick? David Arquette? Let's be. That's I tagged him in um, when I said we were doing. Greatest WCW champions. I put a picture of David Arquette and I tagged him in it just to the hope that he gained contact. I don't oh. know what I was expecting. Do you know David Arquette did the voice of um, Eddie in SSX Tricky? I did. That's crazy, isn't it? We, uh, we I swear we watched that DVD because there was a little DVD you could watch with the SSX Tricky that showed the voice acting. DVD content. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you click it. And like there was that sexy lady doing all the voices, wasn't there? David Arquette, the voice of Eddie. Yeah, she. I always picture that's what real life Elise looks like. <laughs> that, that's that's just what's in my head. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? DDP, the healer. He's the good miracle at stretching. worker. He's good at stretching, and he's uh, good at making a name for himself in WCW as well. True. He was. Um, they did not know what to do with him in WWE. You know, after the invasion angle, they. Just, oh God, he stalked Taker's wife. He stalked Taker's wife, yeah. That, that was good. That's something that happened. That That's all I remember happening. Yeah. That moment, though, was a great moment when the stalker was in the ring and took the mask off and it was revealed to be DDP for the first time. That pop was awesome. That was really, really cool. Yeah, that's true. Um, Paige held the WCW World Heavyweight Champion on three occasions. Um, he built himself up from nothing, basically. There's always the DDP story of how he went to the what did they used to call it the power plant or the thunder plant power plant Dumb plant power plant <laughs> it's power plant yeah. it was ran by um I, I always i remember that only because of the simpsons and um it was ran by sarge um who i know about um i'm sure people listening to this if you're english and a wrestling fan you would have seen um louis theroux's documentary one of his weird weekends on wrestling and he spends a lot of time in the power plant with an angry little midget man called sarge who was just horrendous. That's <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> he's, um, he's not an actual midget man. He's just quite short. He's just short and very, very angry. Yeah. When he won the world title in April 99, this is this is what they saw in DDP and WCW. He won it at Spring Stampede. He defeated Sting, Hogan, and Flair for the title. With Macho Man as a special guest, but that doesn't matter. But he defeated three of the best names in wrestling. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout. I mean, he, I mean, he, did did he defeat them, or did someone in the back, like a writer or someone, uh, tell everyone else that he was going to win? 
no, no. Uh, this was one of the rare occasions where it was fully real. And so shoot Paige, on them. Shoot, bro. And Paige pin flare after hitting a diamond cutter. Love a di- good diamond cutter idea. Oh, God. Diamond cutters out of nowhere. That, they were the first beautiful ones, weren't they? There's one in particular that's awesome when he's got, um, he's sort of, what's the way is it? He's got someone on his shoulder, like, in a, like, as if he's going to do an F5 or an FU or something, sort of in a fireman's carry sort of hold. And then just sort of spins the round into a, a diamond cutter. It was just really, really cool. TKO. TKO is the most beautiful move there is. I suppose so it good. kind of was a TKO, yeah. But yeah. but he he would have said it was a, you know, um, transition modified. to a diamond cutter. Yeah, modified yeah. diamond cutter. How good is Sonata's TKO? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and his hair still stays up. It's It's miraculous um oh we haven't spoken about new japan i want to talk about that later remind okay. me um unfortunately diamond dallas's third and final world heavyweight championship run is what's marred in the histories of terrible wrestling decisions when he lost the title to his tag team partner david arquette oh dear david yes because they were tag team partners and it was weird and this was we're talking about 2000 wcw here so who who really cares but uh ddp (laughs) (laughs) i do ddp is um he had a great run you know 90 that 99 run that he had they knew what they had with him and oh i wish didn't start didn't start wrestling until he was what 34 yeah he just decided one day yeah this is cool I think he'd been a manager before, maybe a commentator and stuff. But um, but yeah, never actually got in the ring till he was 34 years old. He ran a nightclub in Florida called Norma Jeans. Of course he did. And was a manager as well, yes. Um, yeah. w- weird, weird looking manager. <laughs> Very strange. Um, but yeah, DDP, I liked it. Do you remember when he returned in the Royal Rumble? That one time, that year. Yeah, that was cool. That was 2015. That was that was the first year Roman won in Philadelphia when everyone really shat on it. God bless your autism. <laughs> well, I remember stupid things like that. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a gift. Thank Treasure you. It. Um, and it's a gift, but um, but it means I can't converse with people who don't like wrestling because they just don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand why I'm shouting dates at them. This is Jesse branching out to make friends. This is all this podcast <laughs> is. Please, people, talk to him. It's all he has in the world. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, we know DDP has done amazing work with people like Jake the Snake, Scott Hall. He's helped that famous paratrooper video. Do you remember the guy who couldn't even walk? Done wonders for Mick oh, Foley. Mick Foley. That... Yeah. Mick Foley doesn't get enough mentioning. I remember there was a little documentary where they showed how much weight he lost. And Chris oh, really? Jericho swears by it. What's going on? At, uh, it's outside. like a motorcycle gang. I feel like we're WCW Roadhog. <laughs> I was going to say, Hog Wild. <laughs> yeah, we're scared. Hog, yeah, I was going to say, it sounded like uh, it sounded like you were being ambushed. Basically, I record on the mean streets, Bryden. <laughs> mean a little streets shack above a pool hall. <laughs> it's very glittery in here. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah, DDP's awesome. He's helped a lot of people, as you say. Mick Foley, fat paratrooper bloke. Um, who, who is a dick, by the way? I've got um, the DDP um, DVD stuff, right? And um, so that guy, that fat guy, the veteran that got slim, that yeah. was in the inspirational video, he's one of the like background guys when DDP's taking you through all the stuff, right? And he's just, oh, he's just such a ponce. Like, he's trying to make it all... 
he's like overdoing it. And there's moments in it where DDP goes like, "All right, mate, you know, like give everyone else a chance, <laughs> calm, calm down." down. Yeah, he's such a do-gooder, like, such a know-it-all, and deep, tries to be DDP's, like, number one student, but he just comes across like a little bitch. Well, thank you for exposing him. <laughs> I hate him. I've forgotten <laughs> his name, but I hate him. I hope he gets fat again. Wow. The <laughs> lesson for everyone, don't uh, don't cross the Jazzmeister. <laughs> Would you like to tell us your uh, number three, you horrible, horrible person? Uh, yeah, it's actually my number two because um, my number three was Scott Steiner and my number four was Vader. Uh, it's but very confusing, num- these top fives. I know. My number two, um, which I'm sure we're going to have a crossover on this, is um, the five-time WCW champion, Booker T. Five-time, five-time, shucky-ducky-wucky-what-what-what, yep. Put that cigarette out! <laughs> very good. Um, yep, uh he is one of the few WCW talents that has managed to keep a great spot in wrestling long after WCW has folded. Um, he won the title on the last ever Nitro um, in the opening match, as I said. Well done, WCW. Um, another great wrestler to watch. You know, the tag team stuff coming from Harlem Heat and growing into his own character. Um, he was another one, like you were saying, when people were appearing on WWF. When he, he was the first one, I would say from wcw that when he appeared it was like wow it's getting serious now like this invasion when booker t appeared yeah book was the he was the top guy yeah absolutely yeah well the champion you know as i said he won the title on the last ever nitro so he was uh but did you know that in his um he was immediately in bad favor with um the locker room in wwf because in his first appearance he um back suplexes stone cold through a table and in doing so, I think Stone Cold broke like a couple of tiny bones in the bottom of his back. And Booker T didn't stick around to see if Austin was okay. Which is like, apparently in the WWF locker room, that's a massive no-no. If you injure someone, you wait you around. stick around. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but that obviously just wasn't the way in WCW. And he didn't know that. So off he went. So like in his debut, immediately everyone was like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> he just waltzes in, like breaks our top money-making guys back and then fucks off. Yeah, not the smartest tactic. No, but, you know, that was just his way. And as we've seen in later years with Booker T, it doesn't take much to set him off. No. (laughs) No, it does not. (laughs) What were those old segments, like, a couple of years back when they would do, like, the whole sports centre thing? Yeah, like the the Raw pre-show, wasn't it? Yeah, and that guy, yeah, that guy with the white hair kept taking the piss out of Harlem Heat or something. And the way Booker T was looking at him, man. Like, Corey Graves had to, like, stop Booker T walking over to him, didn't he? Shit was about to go South Central. It was, yeah. uh, yeah. And then he started talking about ducks, which I still, no one's explained to me to this day. I think Booker T's commentary is fantastic. And I would, he reminds me of uh, Dusty Rhodes in WCW commentary, which was, everyone agreed, was like, he makes no sense. But, or at least if you sort of transcribed what he was saying, it would make no sense. But hearing him say it, for some reason, it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that he always used to crack up Cole and Corey. It, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant commentator. Yeah, he's great. And great wrestler as well. Um, I was heartbroken, WrestleMania 19, when oh. um, when Triple H just beat... Triple H basically does borderline racist stuff on Booker T, saying things like people like borderline? you... Borderline? Well, okay, it was racist. Like, saying, like, you know, people like you can't be champions, stuff like this. And then King, like, <laughs> KK King was... Um, <laughs> doing, like... just sitting there and <laughs> up at the announce table. Oh, gotta put my hood on. 
What was? What did he say? He was like, he was talking about, about tr- trading well, he, cigarettes in prison. Yeah, he said, he said, um, he said, I saw Booker T in the mall earlier, and he tried to buy stuff with cigarettes. <laughs> I, I love that WrestleMania because of like Jr. Genuinely loses it with the King. Yeah, like he's just had enough. Well, the best bit of that with that, the commentary on that as well, like Stone Cold. So it was Stone Cold's last match. No one, no one knew it was Stone Cold's last match except Jr. So JR knows this and is trying to call it with the gravitas it deserves. King doesn't know that it's Stone Cold's last match and is trying to be uh, trying to be stupid normal King, you know. And JR's just like shutting him down and telling him to shut up because he just wants to call this match like as passionately as he can. It's brilliant. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Booker T, Paul Booker T, gets all this racial hate thrown towards him, and it's like you don't do that unless you're gonna like beat the snob at the end and come out on top. Yeah. And then Triple H just beats him clean as a whistle in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been a stretch to have Booker T win that match, you know. Six-time world champion. He'd just come in. This was a year at this point. The No, so the invasion had just happened. So we're talking six months out of the... No, we're not. This is 2003. We're talking a year <laughs> and a half. I'll get there eventually. We're talking a year and a half outside the invasion. Built himself up on Raw. Um... Because didn't he get the spot by... It was a battle royale to determine yeah. who was going to face. And it was down to Rock and Booker T. And I remember watching going, oh, Rock's going to go and, and face Triple H then. Yeah. And then Booker T eliminates the Rock. And it's like, holy shit, Booker yeah, T's yeah. going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And then and he does a Houston hangover in the match, which um, he used to do all the time. But it's yeah, it's awesome. And that's the only time he ever did it in the WWE, that move. Um, did it, you know, on a weekly basis in WCW. But yeah, never did it again after that. And um, so after Triple H hits, it really annoys me, right? So Booker T hits one of the most stunning scissor kicks I've ever seen in my life in that match as well. Yeah. Um, do you remember? He sort of, you know, normally he just um, he just puts the foot on the back of the head. This time he crossed the feet back and did a proper like like his feet were scissors, like he was stabbing Psycho Sid and he was Arn Anderson, and he was <laughs> they just sort of flipped straight into Triple H's head. It just looked amazing. And Triple H kicks out one pedigree. Then Triple H lies there for about twenty minutes and slowly crawls over to Booker T and then pins him clean as a whistle. One, two, three. Just after one finishing move. And it's like, fuck you. Like, that's yeah. just completely... And Booker T never recovered from that. He never no. recovered. He and had to completely change his gimmick. We bitch as, you know, fans about multiple finishers. But that match was a multiple finishers. Like, Booker T bought it in that match. Like, I know, yeah, we moan about multiple finishers. But what I'm saying is, if Triple H kicked out of Booker T's one finisher, Booker T should absolutely kick out of Triple H's one finisher. Yeah, and it would have been it wouldn't have been ridiculous to have Booker T as a champion even for a month. Take it to Backlash and then lose it. But... It would have been fine. But back then, he was still people could still remember him as the top guy at WCW, so it was fine. It was after that that his career like plummeted in WWE, and it wasn't until he came up with the King Booker stuff and basically completely reinvented himself that he managed to recover somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Such a shame. But we'll always have those WCW World Heavyweight Championship matches where he beats the likes of Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, all of those jabronis. I will never get bored of watching Jeff Jarrett get beaten like a bitch. <laughs> Should we do that for the Hall of Fame? We'll just watch Jeff Jarrett get beaten like a bitch. Yeah, let's do it. Um, there's... Uh, what? There, there must be some, like, because he's had, like, alcohol problems, hasn't he, and stuff. Should we watch... There must be, like, TMZ-style videos of him, like, drunk on the street or something. <laughs> that, that, that will bring me and happiness and too far <laughs> let's watch them this one, it will make me um, it will bring me comfort I feed off the pain of others 
Especially Jarrett. Double J, man. Especially double, double J. J. Double J and the new Ric Flair. No, no one likes you, Jay. Not even Ric Flair. Um, okay, so what are you on? Your number two? Don't even know. Your next one. Hang on. <laughs> so Booker T was mine. We've done was my number three. We've done Goldberg as my number two. I think yeah. you're my number one. Cool. Well, I've only got one left and it's my number one. And I think we're going to be twinsies. Well, my bae, my childhood, the man with the face paint, the man who can sell you real estate with a baseball bat, it's Sting. <laughs> Put that cigarette out. Has to uh, be. If it's not Flair, it has to be Sting. Obviously. Sting and Flair, to me, is... Uh, wait, no, you you talk about Sting first. Go for it. No, no, you talk about Sting. Okay. No, no, you do. You, do, you, you talk do. about Sting. Um, the backbone of WCW was Sting. Um, the, as you're about to say, the two of them together are the Rock and Austin of WWF. It, yes. It's just like, you can't have one without the other. It was day and night between the two. Um, and it stayed that way right until the end of the show. And what a close to the show to have those two end it. Um, Sting won six WCW World Heavyweight Championship. First one, 1992, before we had to deal with finger pokes and tasers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, he didn't have kind of the longest runs in, I think he only amassed like t- 250 days in those six. Yeah. But what Sting did with them was fantastic. Now, Sting's one of those guys that didn't need the title to be a top guy. Yeah, never well, no, he, needed was always be- he was always better as the babyface chasing the title. Exactly. He, he always had that role. But when he finally got it, that first night of him holding the world title was like, yes, he's beaten NWO or he's t- he's taken out whoever to kind of get that spot. And that that's when it was important. Yes, totally agree. I, I would say his most imp- uh, or like his most memorable um, title win would be the main event of Starcade 97 against Hollywood Hogan. Hundred um, percent. As disappointing as the match was, oh, absolutely, yeah, and that. But the, the build, the so-called fast three count that Nick Patrick was supposed to do, that was just a completely regular three count. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but the build to it with um, Sting transitioning into Crow Sting was just absolutely amazing. It was just oh, one of the best, one of the best builds, yeah, ever. The best, some of the best wrestling television of all time. Period. I would say is yeah. the is the transition of Sting to Crow Sting. It was just amazing. And talking about um, Sting and Ric Flair, um, I mean, I particularly, uh, I talk, I know I talk about this match a lot because I find it really funny. The one at um, World War Three '96 when um, Sting and Ric Flair have a match, and Ric Flair keeps rolling out to the next ring, <laughs> just go <laughs> put him up, and just like he puts up the Dukes and um, struts around in the other ring. It's brilliant. But um, Sting and Ric Flair had hundreds of matches over the years. Every single one of them was pretty much exactly the same, and I don't, I don't care. I, I want it. I want. I want the same match every time. I love those spots. I love Flair begging off. I love Sting doing the military press slam to Flair. Just mm-hmm. every time, every time, I want that exact same match. I don't get bored of it because their psychology and the way they timed everything was just perfect. Give yeah. it to me, Max. No, you are a hundred percent right. You know how I feel about Flair and his matches, but for some reason, watching Sting and Flair is just like, oh, it's like watching men dance in such poetry. It is. It's beautiful. Rick Flair knows the exact moments to make, to tell Sting to do something that will get the crowd to pop and make Sting look, look like Superman, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Sting's won the world title in some like 
weird matches because the first time he won it was against Luger and that and there were steel chains involved and then you go across to when he so he defeated Luger and do you remember when he had what was it the Sting Sting Squadron? Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sting Squadron. <laughs> uh like Ricky Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes and just just brilliant WCW moments like that. I I love conf- 92 to 94 WCW. It confused me um that stuff because um when I was a kid for for some reason, I think I've talked about this before. I got it in my head that Sting was the third brother of Undertaker and Kane. Yes. I I'm not sure how that happened in my head, but I remember when they when they when Sting would like get help from other people at any point in my childhood, I'd just be like, why isn't he calling on his brothers? Like <laughs> just, just get, get their work? help. Yeah, just get their help. I don't understand. <laughs> uh yeah, he's he's won it a stupid amount of times. Um there was Cactus Jackie had a feud with um Force Cat Anywhere, then he faced Jake Roberts in what was known as a coal miners glove match. WCW for you. Uh <laughs> for Vader, we mentioned him facing Vader previously and Vader taking the title off of him. Um and he's had very short matches, um normally quite brutal matches when he loses the title. So he never lose lost that world title easily. They were normally quite brutal matches that he lost them in. Yes. So he did love a good good blade job, did our Sting. Liked a bit of colour. Yeah, uh, less so less so later on, but yeah. certainly um, certainly surfer era. He was well into it, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. And then the crow doesn't bleed, man. No, and um, Wolfpack Crow, you just couldn't tell anyway. No, that's true. Wolfpack Crow was confusing. Uh, you th- yeah. Uh, what about Joker Sting? Where do you stand on him? <laughs> I don't know. I can't honestly say. It was genius. It was dumb. It was, uh, it was everything you wanted it to be. All it was of the just above. Like 45 year old man, however old he was at that point, who just rented the Dark Knight and went, that's a good idea. I always remember Edge cutting a, and no one ever remembers this, like Edge cut a like Joker style promo on an episode of SmackDown. Where it was like Vicky Guerrero cost him a match, and he went proper psycho, like really? licking his lips and like he. No one remembers this, and listeners, if any of you remember this, please get in touch because I feel like I'm going mental. But he took Vicky Guerrero out of the ring and made her sit on the floor in front of the ring and made her watch the Titantron for when she messed up, and was like, "Lie down, Vicky, lie down and watch it with me," and was like <laughs> licking his like Joker cuts on the side of his face, and it was weird. That's crazy. I have no memory of that, but find it. It'll be on the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine a month, surely. <laughs> I ain't going through that era of SmackDown again. I've done it once. <laughs> what era was Edge and Vicky? What sort of year was that? Uh, that must have been about 2008, 2009. Okay. Hmm. No, that'd be interesting. I'd like to see that. You've sold it to me. Yeah, please, uh, please, got to five listeners. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, point me in the right direction. So that was our anticlimactic number one. Uh, it's not anticlimactic. I mean, it's obvious, but you, you don't need twists and turns like everywhere, do you? Sometimes a good story just needs a nice ending. Oh, that was really beautiful. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, solid top fives, I think, out of who we had left to pick. Yeah, so basically, who haven't we picked? Um, we haven't picked Redacted. No, um, he held it once. He held it, well, he held it for all of one night, and then he went to WWF anyway. Yeah. Um, and Sid Vicious had his foot under the rope anyway, and they told him to do that as security because they had a suspicion that Benoit would be leaving. Um, 
Ron Who Simmons, else? the first African American to win a professional world title. Yeah. Um, not true, but yeah. Not true. Uh, Meltzer always argued that there's been multiple um, black world champions in wrestling, but in places like Puerto Rico and stuff. Okay. Um, who else? Rick Rude we didn't do, which is sort of a shame. Rick Rude is um, awesome. Big fan of Rick Rude. Yep, definitely. Missed um, um, out Double J, as we said, David Arquette and Vince Russo. Uh, yeah, so I think there wasn't a lot of champions. And The Rock, Jericho, Kurt Angle. If oh yeah, know. but they've, they've been WF champions as well. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's the history of the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. We hope you enjoyed it. There you go. We rule. Let's make sure that more people listen to this than our other WCW episode, because I love WCW and it annoys me that it seems to be getting forgotten. I'd like to talk about it more. There's a, there's a lot of weird stuff to talk about. There's great stuff to talk about with WCW. It was just it's bizarre in the best kind of way. Well, that was going to be our original podcast, remember? Before we found out someone else was doing it for longer than we could be bothered to. There, it was. We were going to we recap were, Nitro weekly, weren't we? Yeah, we were going to watch Monday Nitro every week and, and do a podcast on it. We still might one day. I mean, just because someone else does it doesn't mean we can't do it better. We definitely would. It's true. This top five thing's going to get stale real quick. Oh, we're bored. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've done good. Uh, let's talk about Fastlane. Tell me what the matches are and let's predict them. Oh, I see. It's Nintendo Switch time, so you want me to talk quicker. Hey, listen, it's ten past ten and I'm still here, so obviously I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay, um, so we're looking at Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella in a tag team match. You know that love line drop of when they used to go, Who cares? We need that. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> I didn't even know that match was happening. Um, say it again. Becky Lynch and <laughs> Naomi... Versus Natalia and Carmella. Okay, um, I'm going for a nice baby face win on this one. Naomi and Becky Lynch. Lynch um, and Naomi. Winning. No, we shouldn't write Lynch and Naomi. Um, Don't know. Be- Becky <laughs> and Naomi. Uh, score? <laughs> That's the sort of joke I make. Um, uh, 2.25. 2.25, okay. I agree with you. I'm going with Becky and Naomi as well. And, yeah, 2.5. Let's not break the bank here. Let's not blow our load early. Don't, Next. especially not on them. Jesus. Jesus, um, calm down. Next we have Shins- World Women's Day. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev to find out what day it is, apparently. The fuck? Is it Shin- Nakamura Day or is it Rusev Day? It's Rusev Day. We, don't, we already know this. We don't need a match to decide it. What's going well, on? Clearly they do. It's, right, that's fine. Not... What are you going for? Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev with Aiden English. Uh, Nak- obviously Nakamura is going to win. Obviously Nakamura. He's, yeah, going on to Mania and all that. Um, uh, but they, they could do all right. I reckon it will be a um, 3.5. Mm, got faith in Matt and Nak. I'm going 2.75. I don't think their styles will gel. Okay. Rusev is surprising, you know. Rusev can um, can wrestle with the best of them. I do love me some Rusev, don't get me wrong. Mm. Next, we have the first title match of the evening is Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot with Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan at ringside. Okay, um, Charlotte Flair will win this. Yep. Um, and it will be a um, three-star. Three-star? Yeah, uh, of course Charlotte's going to win this. Why wouldn't she? I'm going 2.75. I'm being harsh tonight. I'm you sorry. Are, aren't you? I'm what sorry. Cruel, cruel man, especially Not in on the, the ladies. 
Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> Next is the tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship six months ago. The Usos versus the New Day. Oh, that's fresh. Um, uh, Usos are the champions now, aren't they? Yeah. Defending. Yeah. Um, they they deserve to go into Mania as I'll champions. I'll be so pissed if they don't walk into yeah. WrestleMania. They've had hell of a hell of a season, haven't they? Um, the Usos they absolutely deserve it. So I will say the Usos will win, and um, it will be. They always do good matches. These guys, don't they? Um, Great matches. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go four. Hmm. Rich blood. <laughs> I'm so torn on this match because New Day are the family-friendly, let's-get-everyone-in-watching kind of group, and it worked yeah. well for WrestleMania, and maybe Usos will have their rematch at WrestleMania. But I want them to walk in with the straps so badly. Yeah. But I'm gonna... This is our first disagreement. I'm going New Day, and it pains me to say it. Okay. I'm going 4.25. No, okay. I'm not. I'm doing wow. 3.75. 3. Point, uh, you have to go with your first answer. What? Oh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> 4.25, <laughs> bitch. You're staying on that. Fine. All right. Uh, next, we have the United States Championship between boring and boring when he doesn't give a shit. It's Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. Uh, for the US title, I think... Um, this is the pee break of the Jesus. night. Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Randy Orton. Really? Yeah. It's, it's like the only belt he hasn't held. And I feel like Randy Orton's such a sort of corporate favourite that they're going to want him before he retires to have held all the belts. Yeah. So um, so that they're just getting a quick US title run out of the way with Randy, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, good point, good point. I'm going to disagree with you, but good point. Okay, and it'll be a 2.5. No faith in them. It's Randy's new hair. Throws me off. Randy with hair, it's just not right. I haven't liked the look of Randy since he started wearing that weird waistcoat. Well, it's just a hoodie. No, I don't like it. It's an armless hoodie. It is an armless hoodie. Who wears armless hoodies? Men with arms like Randy Orton. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Bobby Roode because I feel like they, they... Why has he become so boring? I know. He's it, just... Oh, God, you said you're boring. right. Do you want to... Yeah, you still <laughs> talk about Bobby Roode. Uh, yeah, Bob- Bobby Roode is like the um, like the wrestling version of the film Warhorse. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's, he's just he's it's main roster that have messed him up, and it turning him, putting him as a face on the main roster. Is a stupid idea. Yeah, and um, he's just he's nothing without his entrance music, is he? No, it's true. I'm going three stars on that match. You know, they're both. Both good workers, but yeah. Bobby Roode is not paddling anything that's made me go, wow, yeah. Um, next is the match that WE is doing just to make all our butts that little bit tighter, where mm. they've made a six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship four weeks before WrestleMania. Four weeks before AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura in the main event. Yeah. Why? <laughs> AJ Styles versus John Cena versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. John Cena wants that WrestleMania ticket, baby. He certainly does, and um, and I'm sure he'll get it, but not this way. Um, not like this! Um, AJ Styles is going to retain, because we have to have AJ Styles, Nakamura, Romania. 
Um, but it's gonna it's gonna cause um, a rift between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and we're gonna get that WrestleMania match as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I they're all really good workers in this match, so you would hope that they do a great job. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say four point two five. Nice, nice. Okay. He has been liking the big man multi matches lately, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I I know they're doing it just to fuck with us, but then there's that side of me that. N- has been watching WE for for a stupid amount of years now. That makes me go, <laughs> maybe Cena will, will get his ticket, and you know the fans will be behind him because he really, really wants it. <laughs> I I can I can see it, and I don't want it. But they could do. I don't know where they go with Cena after this. Maybe Undertaker, if that's what the rumors are to be believed. And then you write Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and then yeah, Baron Corp, Dolph Ziggler, whatever. whatever. Yeah. If Dolph Ziggler wins, I'll be so torn. I'll be kind of, I'll be like, yes, no. Yeah, you've been rooting for it for years, haven't you? But not, but not now. <laughs> now is not his moment. This, this is what is Vince moment. wanted. He was like, you wanted Dolph champion for years? Well, here you go. Yeah, exactly. So suck my fat one. <laughs> Vince always wins. Uh, I, I'm, go, I'm going AJ. I have to follow what I hope is going to happen. And okay, yeah. I'm going 3.75. Okay, nice. Solid choices all round. Absolutely. Uh, so Fastlane is this Sunday, and then we've got a four-week break until WrestleMania. Very quickly, New Japan, um, Okada versus Osprey, one of my most favourite Okada defences I've seen in a very long time, since yeah. Wrestle Kingdom probably. Oh my god, Osprey and him just work so well together. It's brilliant. Well, Okada works well with anyone, and we know what Osprey's like. It's just, yeah, incredible match. That Rainmaker counter into that set-out powerbomb was Don't awesome. even know how. Don't even know yeah. how. And Osprey's Rainmaker clobbers him. Yeah, Osprey really clobbers good. him. It was really nice to see Osprey slow down a bit, and that was yes. definitely Okada, you know, sort of dictating that. But, yeah, seeing Osprey slow down and show that he can actually do a bit of storytelling when he wants to was really refreshing to see as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, is it just me or does it feel like we're getting a lot more New Japan shows? Yes, they they're coming along thick and fast now, aren't they? It used to feel like it was one every couple of months, but they they seem to be a bit more often now. Maybe they were always happening. It's just they weren't as like now we're getting English commentary all the time, so it's more accessible for us to watch. But before we weren't, I don't know. That's true, and we haven't spoken since they did the the Ring of Honor New Japan crossover incredible the storytelling of golden lovers and building up to young bucks versus golden lovers and everything that's been done with being the elite we'll say it every bye week but well done you (laughs) make me love wrestling again yeah everything everything about um the golden lovers and that storyline is um making me like a child again watching wrestling Oh, it just makes me so... No one understands it. I'm watching it and I'm just, just like, <laughs> emotional. I'm like, I'm crying, man. It's I know. beautiful. It is. It makes me want to give... Um, it makes me want to give you a cuddle, quite frankly. Should we have a cuddle next time New Japan's on? <laughs> the audio cut out just as I said, can we have a cuddle? And it was just silence and I was like, oh, good. Rejection <laughs> again. 
Right, on that I love that. No, my favourite bit is this part of the podcast because, like, I, I never expect anyone to get this far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, they'll definitely haven't got this far because if they have, they like, authorities will come round or something. Like, something, <laughs> something bad will happen. Hundred percent. But let's 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 go. Let's leave this wonderful place. We're uh, fucking out. This is a short episode. Well done. Um, we're gonna be back in two weeks' time with a what you call it wrestlemania special building up to wrestlemania 34 i believe because they've taken the numbers away and i don't understand the system anymore our next two episodes are wrestlemania themed so we got the undertaker undertaker what am i talking about underrated matches um and then our favorite matches it's going to be a wild ride and it's two weeks to the last six-month anniversary. I might have something special planned. So Ooh. keep your eyes tuned for the Twitter and the SoundCloud. If you're new to our podcast or you haven't done it yet, go to iTunes, go to SoundCloud, go to wherever you podcast addict, wherever you download podcasts from, just hit that subscribe button. Give us a review if you'd like. It makes all the difference and it makes life a lot easier for you because we just download and we'd like to keep talking in your ears as much as possible. Exactly that. And follow us on Twitter. Get us a thousand followers before six months. That'd be amazing. Two weeks and we need 28 more people. So do it. Your gran, your grandma, your dog accounts, your bird accounts, whatever you have to do. Make a fake account. We don't care. We're not. No. No. Just do what has to be done. But until that, um, oh, we should do something special for a thousand. Can we just do a dance? Can we film a dance? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can film a dance. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we'll, um, We'll we'll find a wrestling themed dance and um, replicate it. It's going to be Mr. Ass. Nice. It's always Mr. Ass. Lovely stuff. So it's always the ass. Um, (laughs) Cool. So until next time, um, you're Max Curtin. Um, Are you not? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you are Max Curtin. I'm Jesse Benz. Thanks for listening. WCW's awesome. WrestleMania soon. Woohoo! Fast lane. Great. Okay. Later days. Bye. Bye. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.